0: The Bible says he gives us an abundance of gifts. He gives us liberally. He gives us just an, a, generous, a generosity and a generous Father. He, is, so he keeps giving us good gifts. We praise God for the Holy Spirit who is our helper called alongside us. He is the, he is the strength of the church. He is, is your mainstay. He is the one who's going to help you through the Christian life. And so it's really important, friends, we get to know the Holy Spirit. That we get to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You know, our relationship is with the Father, and with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. So we, we should know all three. Well, that, that we, The God we are serving is a triune God, a Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now the Father and the Son are in heaven. They, they rule, they reign in supreme authority on thrones in heaven. But the Holy Spirit, friends, is with us on earth. And he is our helper. He is our strengthener. He is our standby. He is the one who is going to help you in your Christian life. He's going to equip you with every gift, with every fruit that you need to get through this life. With all the patience, with all the love, with all the kindness, with all the, the generosity that our, God gives. And so we need to build also a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Very often we see in the book of Acts that the Holy Spirit said to them, Or the Holy Spirit directed them. Or the Holy Spirit uh, spoke a word to them. Or a word of prophecy. Or a tongue and an interpretation. And this is how the Holy Spirit works. He speaks. The Holy Spirit has got a voice. The Holy Spirit is is, is the voice of the Father. And the voice of the Son. He doesn't work on his own. He works in in cohesion with the Father and the Son. And he, he is here on earth. He is a real person. I want you to know that this morning, that the Holy Spirit is not a force or a wind or a dove, although he may manifest in those ways. He is a real person. He can be grieved. He can be vexed. He can be saddened. He can be disappointed, just like you and I can be. And so we are, as the Bible says, to, to uh, just bless the Holy Spirit, not to grieve him. The Bible says in Ephesians, do not grieve the Holy Spirit because he is our helper. Jesus said, I'm going to go away. I'm going to leave you guys. I'm going to leave you disciples. I'm going to, I'm going to disappear. I'll, I'm going to be out of here. You know, Jesus is going to be out of here. and He said, look, I'm going to go away, but I will not leave you as orphans. Amen. I will not leave you as orphans. I'll not leave you alone. I'm not just going to be out of here and leave you without some help, some encouragement. And so the Holy Spirit is our encourager. He comes alongside us to help us. Jesus said, I'm going to be out of here, but I will send you the Holy Spirit. I don't want you to leave Jerusalem. I don't want you to get out of here. I want you to stay here and wait. You see what Jesus said? I want you to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. I want you to wait in Jerusalem. I want you to pray. I want you to seek Him. I want you to call upon Him. I want you to call upon my Father and ask for the Holy Spirit. As the Bible says, if we ask for the Holy Spirit, God is not going to give us some some horrible thing. If we ask for the Holy Spirit, He's going to give us the Holy Spirit. If we ask Him for, for, for blessings upon our lives, He's going to bring blessings upon our lives. If we ask God to, to, to bless our finances, He will bless our finances. If we ask God to heal our bodies, He will heal our bodies. This is the God we serve. And so if we ask Him for the Holy Spirit, He's going to give us the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the Holy Spirit is our helper, and you need to know that today. The word for the Holy Spirit in the Bible is the word the Parakletos that is, the one called alongside you, like a wife or a husband. He's called alongside you to help you. He is the intercessor, He is the one who prays through you with groans and with words. That just cannot be uttered in normal language. He is the one who is burdened for the people of this world. He is the one who brings conviction of sin. He is the one who is going to empower you to live a dynamic Christian life. And without the Holy Spirit, we are nothing, friends. Absolutely nothing. Without the Holy Spirit, we are useless nobodies and destined for a lost eternity. But with the Holy Spirit, We can be all that God wants us to be. And friends, that is a great prayer you need to make. Is, Lord, help me to be all that you want me to be. I don't want to just go my own way and do my own thing and be this type of Christian. I want to be the kind of Christian that you want me to be. I want to be the type of person that you want me to be. Help me to be everything that you want me to be. And help me to reach my maximum potential. I don't want to fall short of the glory of God. This is really important because some people have fallen short of the glory of God. Some people have opted for out of the kingdom. Some people have decided, I'm not going to carry on with Jesus. Do you remember when Jesus was preaching to the disciples and many hundreds, thousands were following him, and he said, unless you eat my flesh, unless you drink my blood, you have no part of me. From that time onwards, many people decided, I don't want to follow this Jesus anymore. This kind of stuff he's talking about, it sounds like cannibalism to me. I'm not sure I want to handle this kind of stuff. They didn't want to go any deeper with Jesus. They liked to see the few miracles. They liked to see what God was doing. They liked to see, you know, all the good things that were happening around them. But when Jesus decided, you know, you guys want to follow me a bit closer? You're going to have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. He says, you're going to have to become a part of me because this is my great kingdom. It's not just a physical Jesus, it's also the spiritual Jesus said, you've got to become part of me and part of my kingdom. So from that time onwards, many people decided, we're not going to follow Jesus anymore. Hundreds and thousands left. And then he said to the disciples, are you going to leave me as well? He said to the twelve, are you going to leave me? And this is when Peter spoke up. And he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. To whom else shall we go? Praise God for Peter. Amen. Even though he denied the Lord, he also said some amazing things too. So he said, you are the Christ. You are the anointed. You are the Messiah. You are the one that the world has been waiting for. Amazing to be Peter and John and all the disciples walking around with Jesus. Well, friends, Jesus is out of here. Believe it or not, the Bible says Jesus ascended into heaven. Amen. Jesus ascended into To the right hand of the father that's where he lives friend that's where he rules that's where he reigns he is in the highest heavens that's where jesus is ruling at the right hand of the father so he's right at the right hand ruling and reigning for all eternity praise god we serve a god who is going to rule and reign with all power and all authority throughout all eternity and we shall be with him amen we will be with the lord So we should encourage one another with these words, so shall we forever be with the Lord. That is awesome, isn't it? To know we shall be forever with the Lord. But friends, some people have opted out of the kingdom. They've decided, I'm getting too tired. They've decided, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be a Christian anymore. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm going to drift away. Friends, this is not the will of God for you, to drift away. It's not the will of God to drift out of the kingdom. You need to stay close to Jesus. You need to stay in close fellowship with Jesus. You need to draw near to Him. And then He is going to draw near to you. So what the Bible tells us. If we draw near to God. We draw near to Him. He is going to draw near to us. So it is our responsibility. God has given us personal, spiritual responsibility. Many people just don't want to have that. I just want to do my own thing. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. So does the devil. And he trembles. I believe in Jesus. Now, it's not just believing in Jesus. We've got to follow him. We've got to follow him closely. The disciples were following Jesus closely. They were in the inner circle. They were following Jesus. He was teaching them for three years. He was instructing them. And friends, Jesus is no longer here. He's at the right hand of the Father. But he said, I'm going to send you the teacher. Amen. I'm going to send you an instructor. I'm going to send you a mentor. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit who's going to teach you the ways of God. Who's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. That is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Is to lead you and to guide you into all truth. So if you're not into the Bible, you're not into the Holy Spirit. Because He is the author of this book. That's right. He is the author of the Word of God. He used 40 different prophets. But He inspired them to write this book. He was the author. The one inspiring them and anointing them to write these marvellous words on these pages. The, the Bible, which is the Word of God. And, and so it's vital that if we're into the Holy Spirit and the things of God, we're also into the Word. We don't want to just be just following the Holy Spirit or, or just following the Word. The two must work together. We, we must follow the Word of God and the Spirit of God because the Holy Spirit is the author Of the word of God. And he will cause the word of God to come alive. He will cause it to be quickened to you. So that you will see things. That other people will not see. And you will say. Wow. Look at these things that the Lord has showed me in his word. Look how God has opened my spiritual eyes. Look how He's opened the eyes of my understanding. So I can see incredible things. Amen. God wants to show you incredible things in his word. But if you never read it. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get the blessings unless you study to show yourself approved. So you have to spend time with the Word. And the more material you give the Holy Spirit, the more He's able to use in your life. If you only give Him a little bit of material, that's all He can use. So you need to know the Word of God. Jesus knew the Word of God. When Satan came to tempt Jesus, he said, It is written. Three times from the book of Deuteronomy, Jesus said, it is written, it is written, it is written. He knew what the written word was. Friends, you need to know the word, study the word, because behind the word is the Spirit of God The Spirit of the Word, behind the Scriptures, inside the Scriptures, is the life-giving Spirit. And He will quicken things to you, and He will show things to you, and He will help you in your Christian life. He will help you to live the kind of life that is pleasing to the Father. He will begin to remove sin out of your life. He will begin to show you things that are not pleasing to the Father. So you can get rid of those things, and He can also bring new things into your life. And so some things have got to be added got to be taken out of your life. Some things have got to go from our lives. Some things have got to disappear from our lives. Some things that are not helpful to our Christian development. Some things that are not going to benefit you as a Christian and as a believer, they have to be removed. It's like the Holy Spirit has to do some surgery on us. Somebody's ill, they may need to go to the doctor's. To get some surgery, to remove the tumor, to remove the sickness, or whatever it is they need to get done. And the Holy Spirit is like that. He is like a surgeon. and He comes to remove the bad bits out of our lives. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. He is our intercessor. He is our helper. He is the one called alongside you to help you, to encourage you. He is a great encourager. In fact, He is the greatest encourager in the world. So get to know the Holy Spirit. Build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 5, I think it's verse 12. It says, be filled with the Spirit. So that is my Christian spiritual responsibility. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and the power of God. How do I do that? He says, be filled with the Spirit by singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs to one another. You see, God inhabits the praises of his people. God loves it when you worship him. God loves it. Just like what we've been doing this morning. is playing the piano. God's anointing the keys. He's giving us songs. He's enabling us to sing the songs of Zion. He's enabling us to worship Him. You see, God inhabits. He lives in His praises. Like somebody said, praise will get God's attention every time. You start worshipping God. You start thanking Him. You start praising Him. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit turns up. Suddenly, the Father is there. Suddenly the Lord Jesus is there. They're receiving your praise. When it's from the heart and it's from y- y- your spirit and you mean it, God is going to turn out. God inhabits the praises of his people. So the Holy Spirit is here to anoint our worship. We don't want to just sing songs. Amen. We don't just want to go through the motions. We want the life of the Spirit to be in everything we do. When we get up in the morning, to we go down to bed at night, we want the Holy Spirit to be involved in our lives. The Holy Spirit has a voice and He wants to speak to you. And I think it's Acts chapter 13, verse 2. It says, And the Holy Spirit said, Set apart Paul and Barnabas for the work which I have got for them. So the Holy Spirit will speak to you about your life, about your family, about your situation, about your job. The Holy Spirit is our instructor. He will teach us the ways of God. He will open up our mind to the scriptures. He will open up our mind to the things around us in our community. He'll say, I want you to pray about this. I want you to to tackle this situation. I want you to pray for this person. I want you to to reveal this to this person. Give you a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or instruction. So the Holy Spirit is absolutely vital to our spiritual development. God wants us to grow in our Christian lives. Amen. He wants us to develop in our Christian lives. He wants us to be all that he wants us to be. He doesn't want us to fall short of the glory of God. This needs to be our prayer. I don't want to fall short. Of your glory, Lord. I want to be uh, to my maximum potential. I want to be everything that you want me to be and help me to get there. Holy Spirit, teach me, instruct me, show me the things that I need to get rid of and bring in all of the new things, all the gifts, all the fruit, all the things that are going to be helpful to me. Bring all of the people into my life, Holy Spirit, who are going to help me on my journey of faith. Because it's faith that pleases God. Amen. Let's not forget that. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, For without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we want to please the Lord, we've got to walk in faith. And we've got to walk in the Holy Spirit. And we have to walk in love. Because faith that operates on its own is not enough. Faith and love work together. That's, that's absolutely critical. If I have faith that can move mountains. And if I can do incredible things with my faith, but I don't love people. I've missed it. You see, the fruit and the faith, or the fruit and the spirit, and the fruit and, and, the, and the gifts of God must work together. The fruit and the gifts must work together. I, I can have faith that can do incredible things, incredible miracles, raise the dead, but if I don't love people, what's the point of me having those gifts? The greatest, Jesus said, or Paul said even, that the greatest is love. We need to walk in love. We need to love people. We need to be patient. We need to be kind loving, and considerate and helpful to others and love people and then our faith will operate properly in that category. Within that framework of love, our faith will work properly. And so within that category as well is the work of the Spirit. And he wants to give us gifts. He wants to give us wisdom and revelation. So in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17, he says, I keep asking the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ to give you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you might know God better. That's right. God wants you to have the Holy Spirit of wisdom and revelation so you can understand God better and so that you can also fulfill the purpose for which he has called you to. For he has got a definite purpose for your life. He's got a specific purpose and a mission and a commission that he has for you to fulfill And that is important, absolutely critical, that you fulfill your mission in life. And you won't do it on your own. You'll do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. So you have to get to know the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says you can be filled with the Holy Spirit by singing in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing to one another, and worshiping God together, and praising God, even if we're in our homes, we can still join in the worship, and the gifts of the Spirit can begin to manifest. The gifts of the Spirit can begin to, to open up. And the gifts of the Spirit can begin to, to, to come and be fruitful in your life. And so the Bible says, be eager to receive these gifts. Eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Especially the gift of prophecy. And the gift of speaking in tongues is tremendously beneficial. But you need to be eagerly desiring. them. You know, uh, as, as I often say, if, if, you, if you want to eat a meal and, and, you're, and, and you're really hungry... And there is a beautiful meal prepared. Somebody's prepared it for you. You go, you sit, you enjoy the feast. And God is telling us, I have a feast for you. i prepared a meal for you. I've got gifts. I've got wonderful spiritual gifts. Manifestations of my spirit. Different manifestations of the spirit. And you need a hunger and thirst after them." So how, how do we be filled with the spirit? He says, by singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. By singing in tongues. By, by prophesying. By declaring the wonders of God. And you can speak forth the oracles of God. Because the Holy Spirit is giving you the words. Amen. And the words of life. And the words of healing. And the words of blessing. So we need to develop and build that relationship with the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now into our lives. We welcome you right now, Holy Spirit, into this preach. We welcome you right now to all who are listening. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Teach us. Instruct us. Lead us. We welcome you with your wonderful gifts and all that you have for us. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus had to die first on the cross. He had to shed his blood on the cross and and, and finish the work. As he said on the cross, it is finished before the Holy Spirit could come. So Jesus went up into heaven. He presented his blood to the Father. It was completely satisfactory. It was completely pleasing to the Father. And he presented his blood and now God in heaven is ready to send the Holy Spirit. But he wanted to see do these guys really want the Holy Spirit? He said, I want you to wait at Jerusalem and it says they all gathered together in Acts chapter 1 verse 14 they all gathered together in the upper room they prayed and they prayed He said, Lord send us the Holy Spirit. Send us the Holy Spirit. Friends we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit today. He said, send the Holy Spirit to me, Father. Send me the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Because I'm useless without you. Jesus said in John 15, you can do nothing by yourselves. So you might as well resign yourself to the fact that you're useless nobody without God. You know, really, that's who we are. Jesus said, you can do nothing without me. So if you have the Holy Spirit, you're going to do wonderful things. You're going to do amazing things. You're going to encourage people. You're going to release gifts to them. You're going to teach them, instruct them. You're going to bless them because the Holy Spirit is working in your life. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. Praise God we can do great things. As the Bible says in Jeremiah 33. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things. God wants to open up your mind to the Holy Spirit. He wants to open up our heart to receive more of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why he could do such great miracles. Jesus was filled, soaked, saturated in the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled and saturated with the Holy Spirit so that he can be filled with fire. Filled with spiritual fire and a fervor for the Lord. As the Bible says in Romans, do not let your fervor be lacking in zeal. Always be be fervent for the zeal of the Lord. Jesus said, your zeal, zeal for your house, zeal for the kingdom, zeal for the things of God has consumed me. And the fire needs to consume you so that you're filled and consumed with God. And I think it was Moses said, oh, that all God's people would be prophets. You know, God wants you to prophesy. Oh, that you would be a prophet for God. And you would be a voice piece for God and speak forth the oracles of God and say this and this and this is what God says. You know, in the Bible we read in 2 Chronicles chapter 15 about a, a guy that is not mentioned very much. And his name is Azariah. And he is a prophet of God. And the Azariah went to King Asa and he said, I have got a message for you. Okay? This is what he said. I've got a message for you, King Asa. And this is what the Lord is going to tell you. Okay? And he brought a word of the Lord. This is through the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read it to you. 2 Chronicles, chapter 15. It's called Asa's Reform. Right? It says here, verse 1, 2 Chronicles 50, The Spirit of God came upon Azariah, son of Oded. He went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. That was it. That was the word of the Lord. Okay? That is a very simple word. But this prophet went to the king. He says, this is what the Spirit of God says. The Spirit of God came on Azariah. If the Holy Spirit came on, didn't come on him, he probably couldn't have given this word. He may have just said something encouraging. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, he gives you wisdom. it gives you power. He gives you insight into people's lives, into people's problems, into people's situations. So the Spirit of God came upon Azariah And he went to the king, and not only to the king, but he said to all Judah and Benjamin. And this is what simple word he said. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he'll be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. So basically he's just saying, you need to seek the Lord. And if you forsake him, bad things are going to happen. If you seek him, amazing things are going to happen. God wants us to seek him. Amen. He wants us to call on his name. He wants us to draw near to him. As he says here, that if you seek him, he will be found by you. And the Lord is with you when you are with him. Spiritual, personal responsibility. I have got to build my own walk with the Lord. I've got to build my own personal relationship with the Lord. Cannot expect my pastor to do it for me. Cannot expect the evangelist to do it for me. Or even the prophet, although they may give us instructions. It's up to me to seek the Lord. And so my responsibility is, I've got to call on the Lord. And listen to what the Bible says. Because he also said this too. He said, but as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. Listen to this now, verse 8. When Asa heard these words and the prophecy of Azariah, son of Oded, the prophet, he took courage. Praise God for the word of the Lord. It brings courage. When God gives you a word, it gives you confidence. It gives you courage that something good is about to happen. And it says in the Bible here that all of Israel sought him. In verse 3 and 4 it says, But in their distress they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, and he was found by them. If you seek God, you're going to find him. You know, if you've lost a key and it's somewhere in the house... You seek for it, you're gonna find it. If you've lost, you know, a hundred pounds, you set it down somewhere, you're gonna keep seeking it until you find it. Especially if it's a thousand pounds. If you lost a thousand pounds in your house, you say, I'm gonna keep looking till I find it. Praise God for the ability to seek. God wants us to seek Him, to chase after Him. Amen. If we are to pursue the Lord so that we can receive more from the Lord. And so the king was encouraged. He was emboldened in his heart. He said, thank you, Azariah, for bringing us the word of the Lord. How did he do it? By the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God came on Azariah. And he prophesied. And he spoke the word of the Lord. Friends, God wants you to speak the word of the Lord. You are to give hope to people. You are to give encouragement to people. You are to give instruction to people. You are to bring light to people. You are to bring Boldness to people and encouragement and instruct them in the ways of the Lord. Because so many people are in confusion today. So many people are just discouraged today. They don't know which way to turn. They don't know which way their sexuality is going. They don't know what to do. There's all these voices screaming in their head. It's time you started speaking to them the word of the Lord. This is what God says. This is what his word says. And you start instructing them and start teaching them with gentleness and humility and you say, This is the word of the Lord. What word from God can change a person's life forever? Did you get that? What word from God can change a person's life forever? Praise God for the testimonies of how somebody has come to another person's life and said, This is the word of the Lord for you, and how it's given them courage and how it's enabled them to get on with their life. There's too many voices, too many competing voices. The main voice we need to hear is the voice of the Lord. The main instruction we need to receive is from the Spirit of God. Now listen carefully. Here, in verse 1 of chapter 15, it says, The Spirit of God came on Ezra. We praise God that the Holy Spirit can come on us. In fact, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit lives in us. That's right. The instructor is on the inside. He will instruct you in the way you should go. The Holy Spirit is in us. He is the fire that is burning on the inside. And you need to keep that fire fueled, with, and keep filling th- with that fire with fuel and keep it stoked, stay in the Word of God, spend time with other Christians who are going to build you up and strengthen you and spend time in the things of God, building yourself up, trying to give, to, to operate in the gifts of the Spirit so that you can become a useful Christian, not a useless Christian, a use. Full Christian. Lord, make me a useful Christian. Lord, may I not be a mediocre Christian. God deliver us from being a lukewarm Christian. That is definitely not God's plan for our lives. He does not want us to be lukewarm. He wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit and fire. So you need to be on fire for Jesus and say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. It's the only way that you're going to get the fire is through the Holy Spirit. So we welcome the work of the Holy Spirit so He can infuse you with divine fire from heaven. God's fire that will burn in your soul, that will burn so that you want to tell others about Jesus and you want to preach the gospel and you want to proclaim the good things of the Lord and start testifying of the good things of the Lord. Don't focus so much on all the negative things that are going on in our world, but start on all the positive things that Jesus did and all the good things He is doing. That he healed people and he still heals people. That he saved people and he still saves people. That he has gone into heaven to prepare a place for us. This is, this is what it says in Timothy. It is the will of God that no one should perish. God not, does not want anybody to perish. God does, does not want anyone to go to hell. He has provided a way out and that way is through the Lord Jesus Christ. If you listen to our song earlier, we were saying Jesus is the way and he is the truth. He is the life of the Father. And so, when we put our trust in Jesus, then our confidence is in the Lord. Then our, our, we realize He is the way to heaven. And so, praise God, we can find salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not trusting in ourselves, in our good deeds. We're not trusting just because we're a good person that we're going to get to heaven. God is not willing that anybody should be lost, but everybody should be found. And so God's way of being found and being saved And going to heaven is through Jesus Christ alone. You can't get there by good deeds. You can't get there by by, by this way or that way or a thousand ways. There's one way to heaven. His name is Jesus. And that's why he died on the cross. To take our sins. Take your sins personally. And so when we look at Jesus, he opens up the way to heaven. He said, I am the gate. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life." So friend, if you want to get to heaven, you've got to follow Jesus. If you want to be in the kingdom of God one day, in glory, glorious light and shining in, in, in heaven one day with your crown of gold, you have to go through Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way. No man comes to the Father except through me. That is pretty decisive. It is very exclusive. So if we want to get to heaven, we have to go through Jesus. We can't go through our own works. We can't go through this way, that way, or the other way. Jesus said, I am the way. So stop trusting in other things. And start trusting in Jesus. He will revolutionize your life. He will totally change your life. You will be transformed. You will be absolutely revolutionized. When Jesus Christ comes inside, you will be totally changed. He will take away the sin. He'll bring in His holiness. He'll bring in His Holy Spirit. And He'll fill you with fire. And He'll fill you with hope. And that's one of the things that the Holy Spirit is going to do is fill us with hope. He'll fill you with hope for now... And for the future. He's going to fill us with fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. And he will prepare a place for us in heaven. Don't you want to go to heaven when you die? Don't you want to be with Jesus when you die? Don't you want to be in the kingdom of God? So friends, if you do, it's through Jesus. There's no other way. There's no other way that we can get there. It's only through Jesus is said, I am the way to the Father. There's no other way. There's no other name in heaven or on earth. By which we can be saved. Is only Jesus Christ. Only he died for your sins. And only he was buried. And rose again. All the other people. People say I put putting my trust. in this one that one the other. They didn't rise from the dead. Jesus did though. He by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was raised from the dead. Amen. It was the Holy Spirit that raised him up. Because he never sinned. He never did anything wrong. He opened up a new and living way. Hallelujah to the Father. Oh, praise God for the Holy Spirit. Praise God that he shows us Jesus. He reveals Jesus to us. He is the revealer of Jesus. He is the revealer of mysteries. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about your future. He knows where you should be tomorrow, next year, and five years, to or however many years. To. He knows everything about you. So you need to get to know the Holy Spirit. And just invite him in today and say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. If I've been outside of the kingdom, Lord, if there's some things in my life that are not pleasing, take them out. Lord, please come into my life. I do believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I do believe that he is the way to heaven. Lord, just help me to get on track with you. Help me to just get in line with you so that I can serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're not in the kingdom of God. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And Jesus says today is the day of salvation. Today is the day when you should be saved. And so just open up your heart and say, Lord, come into my heart. Come into my life. Save me. Give me the seal of the Holy Spirit. And you'll be sealed for all eternity. So friends, today, if you've made that prayer, do get in contact with us. And we want to pray for you. And pray with you that God will strengthen you. So, this is the message today. Get to know the Holy Spirit. He is a wonderful person. He knows everything about everybody. So it's good to get to know Him and befriend Him and welcome Him into our lives. So we thank God for the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for this message today. Bless all you people. Strengthen us today through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us see that the Holy Spirit is our helper. It is God, the Holy Spirit. He is the third person of the Trinity. He is God Himself. And so... May we get to know the Holy Spirit, this wonderful friend, wonderful helper, God himself, who has been called alongside us to help us and to encourage us. Bless all you people today with the power of the Holy Spirit. And seal this word so that it will not be stolen from our hearts in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for every good thing we have in Jesus Christ. Amen.